for those of you who are following along in real time with my journey of the sun this year, thank you for being so patient in receiving this episode, this conversation with Libra. And thank you especially to the Libra placements for your patience. I had a really tough Libra season, and so did my two Libra guests, and so did, it seems, everyone. And so there wasn't a point where the three of us all felt okay enough to record all at the same time until the very last day of Libra season. So this conversation was recorded at the very tail end of Libra season, and then the song was actually pretty close to finished after that as well, but I was waiting for one of mine and Budway's close musician friends, Nico, who's a Libra, to add some layers. And I'm still really excited to add that in, but I just didn't want to wait to release this anymore because I've been sitting on it for a month at this point. And we're getting pretty behind since I'm recording this intro and putting it out on this first full day of Sag season. So I will update the audio with the more finished demo of the song a little later. For now, you'll get a little bearer version of the demo and the conversation. As it always is with my polarity sisters, Katie and Jeanette, this is a very long, epic, spirally deep conversation. I even cut out like 45 minutes worth of us talking and it's still so long. It was really funny when listening back to this convo during editing, how clearly our Aries Libra opposition comes through, like not only in the ways that we very directly speak to throughout, but also just in like, I'm asking all these very Aries infused sort of like pointed questions as though they're going to be able to offer a decisive answer. And instead, of course, we just go on this long process of consideration, this long exploration of the question And it's just like so very Libra. Like, of course, we're going to be taking these long trips around the question to see it from all angles, to consider everything, to deliberate to no end. So it's just really funny how much that comes through. And it's so obvious, but I didn't totally realize that that's what was happening in the moment. And one of the cutest parts of this episode is near the end when I invite them to tell us what they need as Libras, and they honestly struggle to answer the question. It's really such a great depiction of Libra energy. Like, our Libra people are here to consider and curate this harmonic experience relationally, and it's not uncommon for them to prioritize that over even paying attention to what it is they need as individuals. They want, they prefer. That's something we hit on quite a bit in our conversation. And something else that comes up that I think is going to be really medicinal for the Libra people listening is something I've been writing about for a little bit now and processing on on social media for a couple weeks now that all the Libra risings in particular that I know or, or that I've had as clients are are still really in process of returning from what was a pretty intense dark night of the soul with all of the planets in Capricorn over the last few years. I think it has a lot to do with 
the fact that the fourth house is not traditionally thought of as one of the relationship houses, but it is where our family shows up. And so that's a place where childhood relational dynamics and conditioning will show up quite a bit. And I think Libra, having had so many placements go through that fourth house or fourth house from the sun recently is just really being in the process of really being transformed relationally. And we can see that with Chiron moving through Aries opposite Libra as well, or the seventh house for Libra risings. So that's just a trend I've been noticing that Libra people are, are hurting right now. Libra people are going through it. They're transforming on a pretty cellular level. Pluto's still there in that fourth house. I think many of us are going through a pretty deep initiation right now that's going to change the way that we relate to each other and exist on this planet together in the long run. And I think that Libras, as the leaders in relationality, are probably experiencing some of the deepest levels of initiation because it's going to be them who, in many ways, lead us through a coming together again once this period of necessary separation for the process of individual healing is complete or more complete. And Jeanette brings up something I hadn't really quite directly considered that I think is a really, really important aspect of the Libra experience right now for us to consider is that relational and social harmony is a challenge right now. There's so much upheaval going on. There's so much trauma coming to the surface to be released. So much confrontation with our souls, with our nature, specifically with our history of colonialism and our structures that are all built on that. Like we're so focused on healing in a way that that makes our relationality kind of have to take a back seat. And Jeanette, who who brings this point up in the conversation, references that our social structures are crumbling, which, you know, that's something I talk about all the time. I'm very aware of, I think many of us are, but Jeanette really points us towards what does that feel like when your essence is this prioritization of curating social structures to bring us ease, to bring us harmony relationally. And I think, you know, we get to it, specifically Jeanette and Katie get to it a little more clearly than I just did, but I wanted to include that in the introduction because it was a pretty long and winding conversation, but I think it's going to be really, really medicinal for people with Libra placements, and I think it's going to help those of us who have close Libra people in our lives to better empathize with what they're going through right now. All of this mass upheaval culturally that we're experiencing is impacting each of us, but talking with Katie and Jeanette really solidified and clarified for me the specific way that this is showing up for the Libra part of our psyche and for the people who most represent that Libra perspective in our lives and in our relationships. Last thing before we hop in, my books are open for December and I, I do still have about four openings left for astrology and human design sessions, one or the other or both. Also offering a new 
session that's intro to human design for groups so you can book it with one close one close friend or loved one or up to three so four people total you can save some money and learn about your human design together kind of compare and contrast designs i'm really excited about that offering i'm also teaching a workshop on december 19th called the astrology of why we feel stuck i think that's what it's called something like that Um, and how to exist right now considering. So we're going to talk about why does it feel so hard to to look forward and to plan forward and to figure out how we fit into the greater scheme and why that's not really what it's about right now. Um, That'll be, it's it's open for registration right now on my website and also uh, patrons at the Jupiter level will get access to that workshop for free as well as access to all of my ongoing monthly workshops. I'm going to be teaching a workshop monthly for as long as I enjoy it. We'll see how long. All right. Thanks again for waiting. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. It hi. is. Hi. It's, <laughs> October, it's October 21st, 2021. And at the moment, it is 2.37 p.m. I'm in Henderson, Nevada, where we've got Aquarius rising, which, which puts Libra, our topic for the day, in the ninth house, which is kind of cool. And uh, Katie and Jeanette, today's lovely Libra guests, are in Chicago, where we've got Pisces rising. Welcome to Conversation with Libra. Love to hear from my two Libra besties. Katie and Jeanette are both, at this point, pretty old friends, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think... Yeah, like I think we've we've been pretty pretty good friends at least for a few years now, like three or four years now. Mm-hmm. I don't more than three or four years. You you helped introduce me to astrology. And yeah, I've been, so I've been, you both did, and I've been studying astrology for over seven years. So yeah, so yeah. it's it's been a long time. Three or four <laughs> feels like a wild. Under. I, I really <laughs> well, yeah, no, like actually thinking back on it, you're right. I think it's been I think it's been about seven years. If anyone's ever heard me tell the story of the first time someone looked at my chart, <laughs> and I have the whole I have the whole dramatic like <gasps> Kelsey, you're all fire story. That was Katie. So <laughs> you're meeting her, the first person that told me I was an Aries Sag Sag, and then Jeanette was the first person that like really really looked at my chart and told me some of that shit so I wasn't even thinking about that ahead of that conversation I don't know how that didn't cross my mind but anyways let's hear from y'all so Jeanette let's just start with who are you what do what feels relevant to share about who you are for our listeners today okay well my name is Jeanette my pronouns are she her so I'm a Libra sun Sag moon Pisces rising and I have been studying astrology. I, I consider myself an astrologer and I am doing practice in work, like in person. I've been doing in-person readings for several years now, but I've been like looking at people's charts and learning about astrology since I was about 12 or 13 years old. So it's been several, it's been most of my life now as a 31 year old. For me, astrology has been like, almost like an architecture for my life 
in a lot of ways. I also identify as an artist, a singer, a songwriter, a writer, a poet. You know, the artistic part of my personality and the spiritual part of my personality are very much merged and inseparable from one another. From a spiritual perspective, I really like center a lot on dream work, meditation, and just understanding the symbolism of life, like really being able to engage with the life dream and being able to translate that in a way that people can understand through art, through astrology, through just being a magical person in the world. So that's kind of how I would describe myself. And then how are you today, Jeanette? And I kind of want to preface this question by acknowledging that we're recording today while the sun is nearing 29 degrees Libra. So a little behind. I also haven't even written my Libra song yet. So I don't even know if this episode will get out during Libra season. All of that to say Libra season's been fucking hard for me. It's been fucked up. For Mm -hmm. pretty much everyone I know. So I just want to like time capsule that we're coming to this conversation. It seems like we're all like, okay, right now. But as I've checked in with you both leading up to this, and just as I've been sensitive to what's going on collectively and where people are at individually, it's been a really, really challenging few weeks with the Mercury retrograde in Libra and fallen sun and Mars in Libra. So that considered, Jeanette, how are you right now? (laughs) Well, you know that I had to take I had to take an extended social media break. I mean, I took in the entirety of Mercury retrograde and Libra off of social media because I just knew that if I remained on it, I would just cause myself and others all kinds of issues. So I just like decided to opt out of that suffering. But my life, my actual in-person life gave me a lot of suffering instead. So <laughs> I just I just traded one suffering for another, honestly. It also really pushed me back into my meditation practice. I feel like, um, you know, I was telling Kelsey that I've just been doing a lot of like Buddhist meditation, listening to a lot of Thich Nhat Hanh, and really trying to bring myself back to the present moment and really center myself in that kind of find peace in the things that I do have control over and the things that I don't have control over. That's been kind of like my centering with Libra season because I feel like it's been a, at times like a very sort of life or death feeling for me because it's like Libra is in the eighth for me. So Libra subjects always involve some sort of like life or death cage match. And then having Mars there has been has been really intense. You know, I don't really do well with Mars and Libra in my eighth house. It's been it's been kind of a battle. So. Well, thanks for being here today and sharing your eighth housey Libra. Mm, what's a good word to describe that? Um, depth, depth with us. Oh. Yeah. And you already kind of talked about this a bit, but is there anything else that you want to say about just your relationship to astrology or professional astrologer, pretty much lifelong astro person? I feel like even my understanding of astrology on just a daily level changes and evolves as I understand myself better. So I never want to get to a place where I feel like I know everything. I always like try and keep myself at a place where I'm an internal student. My my poetry background and my poetry training really trained me to think of the world as a mystery and think of the world as a mystery in a way that I don't always have the answers and that 
every situation and every place I'm in is a contemplation. Like I even have just been doing a lot of meditation on just the, uh, the meaning of essential dignity. You know, that's been my astro practice uh, over the, during Libra season is like, like what does essential dignity mean? And I feel like it, it's really relevant because there are so many planets that are fallen in Libra and don't do well in Libra. And then there are planets that do really well in Libra, like Saturn and Venus. And then there's planets that don't do well, like Sun and Mars. And like, why is it that certain planets do well in certain signs and certain planets don't do well? And not looking at it as a judgment of like good or bad within a person to have a certain placement, but like something more abstract, where it's just like, it's about the place that you're in rather than it being about a judgment about whether or not you're a good or bad person. So I've been really meditating on that a lot. I would definitely like to hit on the experience of fallen sun and Libra, both like natally and also by transit at some point. Mm-hmm. All right, Katie, who are you? <laughs> I'm Katie. Uh, she, her. I'm a local chef, passionate about health, mostly plant-based eater and cooker, <laughs> gardener. I think those are the things I would use to describe myself currently, um, things I feel most connected to at the moment. And I'm here in Chicago. I'm a Libra, Sun, Capricorn rising, and Scorpio moon. Watch out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that's my intro. <laughs> Such an interesting combo. Libra, Scorp, Cap. Such different energies between the two of you. Like, Sag ruled by all all the benefics, Jeanette, and then Libra Cap, Scorp, a lot of malefic rulership, but then Libra Sun, but fallen for Katie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then also, like, just the difference between having a 10th house sun, which Katie has by whole sign, Mm -hmm. because for Capricorn Risings, Libra is the 10th house, which is the most public visible part of the natal chart. So Katie's Libra Sun is just like, you know, kind of flying high, ready, available for everyone to see versus Jeanette has an eighth house Libra sun, which the eighth house is one of the most hidden parts of the chart. Maybe not like it's not like literally hidden if you talk about where it is in the sky, um, but like the topics in there tend to be ones that are very veiled. So mm-hmm. to me, Katie, you totally cross, you, you come across as Libra to me more than Cap, Katie, even though Caps mm-hmm. are rising, but mm-hmm. Jeanette, Jeanette's Pisces, I think comes through yes. way more than her Libra. I agree. I agree on that. I mean, I feel like me and Jeanette, when we first met, we definitely were like Libras, but also we're like, it's very different flavor. I'm picturing you both like doing a secret Libra handshake when you met. Yeah, we have one. <laughs> we did. I mean, I, I I definitely remember us having a moment where we were just like Libras. Libras helping Libras. That's like a that's my motto. I love helping oh, yeah. other Libras. Yes, we really need the help. Honestly, like we need <laughs> we need to be Fall seen and, and we need, yeah, we really like need that understanding because I do think, especially as a you know fallen sun there's a lot of feeling of being misunderstood um or like only seen on like one plane or in one role and i think that it is helpful to have like other libra suns to kind of 
talk about that or feel more seen or see, feel more like seen as a whole and like multifaceted rather than this like one surface, you know. I feel like I've really learned this Libra season that I have quite a way to go maybe still with um, integrating Libra energy. I feel like Libra and um, Cap are the two, the two signs that I still personally get like kind of activated by sometimes, which to me, if, if an energy activates you, that's a clear fucking sign. You got some work to do around (laughs) integrating that energy in yourself. But part of the reason I feel like that became a little clear to me this season is just because I oh I wanted to say this at the top of the episode so okay I am um <laughs> part like these past few weeks I keep thinking I I needed to start the Libra episode by saying like I just let's just say I'm gonna do a do over next Libra season because this Libra season was so hard that I'm having a hard time finding nice things to say about <laughs> Libra energy and so a lot of that went away when I talked to Jeanette on the phone the other day because I was like okay yeah there's good I know this there's good Libra energy but yeah it was just like a really hard season and I think the Mercury retrograde co-present with fallen sun and debilitated Mars was part of that you know like we were meant to renegotiate our relationship to the Libra perspective this last month like a point Budway made when I was like processing out loud why is it so hard to get in right relationship with the Libra perspective right now? And, you know, I think that's a lifelong thing for me as an Aries, which is opposite to Libra. But, um, but I was like, made a really good point that I keep coming back to, which was like, well, Libra's checks and balances, right. And Libra's justice, right. And how can we have a right relationship to these concepts of justice and checks and balances when we're in the middle of societal collapse and we're, like so many of us are in complete disagreement with the justice system and with the current set of social norms and societal norms. So that's a big thing that I saw coming through this past Libra season. And it's made me feel curious, like if your entire orientation as a person who is Libra embodied, which, you know, strong Libra placements can be a lot of Libra placements, but I would say probably sun and rising would be the ones that I would consider most with this question like if your orientation is to justice and social harmony and there's such a lack of like clarity and agreement on what is correct (laughs) relationally right now like just feels like it'd be a hard fucking time to be alive with that orientation Mm -hmm. because what is right is so fucking unclear right now and what I keep coming to is it's fucking personal and of course, mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's an airy Sag perspective, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that's just something. Oh no, that- it is personal. It's a personal <laughs> attack on all. I feel like per- as a Libra, like this is where like my eighth house like really comes in because I feel like I don't know. I feel like personal suffering on a deep level <sighs> from like the fact that you know it's like those subjects for me like cause me a lot of interpersonal suffering, like seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seeing how much these systems that we have built in society to be able to support and sustain one another, how they are just totally unable to work, people unable to be in harmony with one another. It's like every day I wake up and it's like everything feels like suffering. Like, you know, there's so many ways in which I feel like I suffer. <laughs> I feel like it's just for me, it's like entering my Libra sun territory is like, me actually having an intimate conversation about what it's like to live in the world for me 
-hmm. as a person that like really that does experience suffering that sees Mm -hmm. like all of the things that are going on in the world and yes takes it very personally how people aren't taking care of one another Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's been really hard in the sense that I feel like enraged because I'm like, it is causing me so much pain and I'm feeling like very disoriented, honestly, is just like, it's also chaotic, you know, and you're, you're struggling because there's, you're seeing it on a like large level and then like, you know, a macro level and then a micro level as well. And like your interpersonal relationships and even yourself of like, why are there so many differing perspectives of what is right? Like to me, sometimes it feels so clear. And so I get, I, it, it's so frustrating and you feel so much pain. And like, I think the other aspect of it is like, I feel guilt if I ever turn away from anything or don't invest my time into like hearing about it or learning about it or thinking about it. And so I feel like I have to do it and it just, I'm feeling exhausted and drained and there's no way I can, for me to like turn away from it. And so it's just like a constant bombardment of these injustices whether it's personal I mean it's all like you said it's all personal but whether it's like you know within your community within your family within you know a larger scale of uh, like your the society you know scale or societal scale or global scale or you feel it all you know and I think yeah it's been Libra season's been really tough for me I feel like it's been I mean it's been humbling I guess is like a more positive way to say it And I think it has forced some things for me that I've needed to like have my hand forced to do. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking before um, we started recording about just like I had a current situation where I had to like really, really rest. And it was just like, there was no way around it. I like my body and my mind, my spirit, that was all like broken. You know, I had to just rest. And it's something I've been working really hard at. Kelsey knows we've talked a lot about, about that in the last maybe year is just trying to, you know, take care of myself more, um, especially on a term, the terms of like resting and recouping and taking time for myself and time alone. And that really was forced on me in a really brutal way. But it also is like, you know, opened my eyes to a lot. And there, there are some Libra lessons I've definitely taken from this that were extremely painful. And I probably wouldn't have done it willingly if I knew ahead of time or if I could control it somehow in that sense, which is another aspect of it. A lot of the stuff that I've been feeling or that I've been up against personally has felt very out of my control. And that obviously feels the same when we're talking about things you're seeing happening on a global level within our society, you know, that also feels painful. But then on a personal level, there's been a lot of affronts that I've felt completely helpless in. So I think that's been a huge, huge lesson of another learning how to surrender with a little less suffering, a little less um, resistance and trusting a little bit more. So I'm realizing that I only, I stopped at the, who are you question for Katie? And then we launched, (laughs) which is just like, so typical. Anytime I get on the phone with either of you, it's just like hours pass and there's not a moment of quiet. Um, Mm -hmm. But you, you answered this already, Katie, but is there anything else you want to share in terms of how you are like big picture, little picture? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm kind of coming to the point of 
really learning not complete surrender. I think that's nearly impossible for me. But um, Pisces North note, it's coming. Yep, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm kind of feeling sort of this like breath of re- relief that it's like a haggard breath, you know, a very haggard breath, but I'm like forcing it almost and being like, okay, you like need to find relief in this. You need to surrender to this because it's just been so difficult up until this point or in the last few days, I've just, I've kind of been like, all right, let's just do this because like, I can't do it this way I've been doing where I'm like digging my heels in and trying so hard to control things I can't control. So I do feel like I'm feeling some lightness in the last couple of days that I haven't felt recently. So that's, that's great. I feel like Jeanette, you've, from what I can tell, you've always been good at this, but I know, as Katie mentioned, something that we both have connected about a lot in more recent times is like dealing with burnout mm-hmm. and hustle and shit. And I can't remember. There was like a reason I was saying that earlier, but the only thing coming to mind now is I just wanted to note for people who are listening, who are into human design, who, if it might be helpful to consider the... um Designs of the people you're listening to, I'm, of course, a 5-2 manifester, and then Katie and Jeanette are both 5-1 projectors. So part of what was going through my head as I'm hearing Katie talk about this, like, force of hand to rest is that around when you turn 30, as a non-sacral, which manifestors and projectors both are, there is this kind of, like, you, you, don't, you don't get to keep going how you were anymore if you were operating in a way that didn't honor our limited access to energy then it that that option goes away so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh that's yeah part of the story here for sure you know a big thing about libra energy as well part of the reason why saturn does really well in libra is exalted in libra because it's like the boundaries that you set are best when it creates relationships and structures in our partnerships that are long lasting and really honor everyone involved and why like having to create boundaries also creates agency for yourself and others creating limits in a world where like everything is possible and every but it's like is is that the thing that actually honors you you know because there there's always going to be someone who is like totally willing and able to take advantage of that space and that energy so Absolutely. I feel like that is that is like the the sort of master sage Libra projector thing that I learned. Yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of the things I've learned about being a projector, they feel really like similar to the things I know about being a Libra. There seems to be like a lot of this overlap of, like you said, give, you have, give. There's always people always need so much for me and there's endless amounts of people who need things and I feel guilt if I'm not doing that. But also because we are so good at reading people and reading people's needs and knowing what they need, even maybe before they know it and seeing the bigger picture and how we can deliver that to them. I think that both that, that I think that energy I've learned via, you know, it's through Libra. Like that's a big thing I've learned about being a Libra over the course of my life. And then learning about being a projector obviously just kind of affirms that. And I definitely feel like there's such a big lesson, both when you look at it from a human design perspective or from an astrological perspective, that a big lesson 
for both Libras and projectors is boundaries, both with people and with relationships, but also like with your time and energy, with yourself. There's a lot of tendency to like give too much to anything, mm-hmm. I think, for both when you are looking from both perspectives. So I have a lot that I like to say like about slash to Libra people, seventh house people, projector types around what it's like to be a person that's so oriented to the other and kind of like reframing it because I think there's a natural tendency to feel deficient when you know that about yourself. So that's something I'd be interested in speaking on or digging into a bit. But I need to back us way up because we've skipped like so much (laughs) content I want to talk more about just like some of the basics of Libra stuff but we also have still we keep skipping Katie's introduction questions Katie is there anything you want to share about your relationship to astrology sure so I have been like studying astrology I guess for a long time since I was a young teen and I've just kind of been casually studying it over the years I'd say like I go through phases where I'm way more into it I'm using it utilizing it as a tool more often than not I'm looking into charts more often and you know maybe taking a course like Kelsey's course or talking with friends more about it and then there's moments where I kind of back up from it I think that's very much my way with most things is just kind of coming back to all my mini tools and mini interests that I have accumulated over my lifetime and using them when it feels good and putting them down when they it doesn't but uh, yeah I've been really I've used it for myself as a tool to like learn more about me and my relationships and just find more power um, within myself and um, a better understanding and of, you know, people specifically in my life and just in general people. And if you know me at all, I love to study things. I love to really read about (laughs) things in depth and rent, you know, go to the library, get a lot of books, talk to a lot of people, listen to a bunch of podcasts, watch a documentary. So I, I love to study. I love information. I love learning more. And and I find it really fun. You know, I find it's fun to connect with people that way. Everyone loves when you can tell them a little bit about their chart. So yeah, I think it's been a big part of my life. And sometimes some seasons, it's more relevant every day on a daily basis. And some seasons, it's, a, you know, more on the back burner. And I I love that about it. I love that it I can pick it up at any time. And I do think, I do think my framing in life of how I like move has a lens always, you know, I feel like once you've studied it a lot, you can't really like remove that from your lens of how you're moving throughout the world. So it's there with me every day. um, And I can talk about it at any time. Can't unsee it is how I usually phrase what you're after there. Kind of wakes you the fuck up in a way. Microdosing truth. (laughs) <laughs> so long time casual user so yes. I'll, I'll sum it up for katie katie uh was the first person to ever calculate my chart at least as far as i know and i have yeah mm-hmm. this very very dramatic memory i was like having a dark night of the soul feeling like really disempowered at my teaching job i just have this memory of a, we were like temporarily living together and uh i think we were living together at that point but i think so too cal- you were like, do you know your moon and rising? And I was like, no. And you calculated my chart and then you went, oh my God, Kelsey, 
you're all fire. I've never <laughs> known anyone who's all be fire before. You're so powerful. And that was like, that moment was like, I started to, I think, I think Jake was there too, or I told mm -hmm. him about it later or something, but I have that phrase that you said, I've never known anyone who's all fire before. You're so powerful. And then I have Jake saying, you got to harness that shit. Like, <laughs> just like embedded in my head forever. And I just like, whenever people ask me my story of how you got into astrology, that is what I say. I tell that dramatic. Yes. And I tell it like you turned and looked at me all dramatically. <laughs> it probably I, was. Right, I like, mean, I'm a Libra. I probably was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I, re, I replay I, I it. Like, dramatic I, as hell. I replay it. I replay it so dramatically in my head, but I'm like, I don't think I'm embellishing. I think it was a very dramatic moment. Um, yeah. So let's get into um, just like, okay, back up. So it's been a wild experience to like follow the sun through the signs this year. I don't know if people are listening to one-off episodes, so perhaps you're hearing me say this for the seventh time, but I'm tripping every season. And on one of my trips, I think it was the Leo one. I remember having this feeling of like, I feel like I'm having this like wake, I'm like waking up to the fucking matrix kind of experience. And like, I know the basics of the signs very well and have for so long. And I know the energy and the transmission of the sun and the signs like quite well, but just coming, like going through this journey with this level of like consciousness of it, like really intending to like download and take in what the sun has to tell us as it's getting filtered through these signs has just been like, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is I have at certain points on this journey started to feel fearful of what's going to happen when I get to the end. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I think I might know too much. <laughs> like, so I'm like feeling it's just weird. It's very trippy. But I mean, but, I feel like it'll be really appropriate cause you'll get to Pisces and be like, and really understand just spiral the fuck out. Yeah. I feel like your <laughs> Pisces North note, you're going to get to Pisces and just be like, Oh my God. I have well, and Jupiter will be yeah, exactly. <laughs> my chart, my chart ruler, Jupiter will be in Pisces at that point. And recently, during this past Cancer season, my Moon progressed into Pisces, so I'm like already on the spiral yeah. out journey. But anyways, I just it's fun to go back to the basics and think about okay, Libra as cardinal air, Libra as opposite Aries, Libra as um the second air sign in the order that the signs are introduced in the Zodiac and just like come back to those really basics and even like exaltation and essential dignity, thinking about why does Venus rule Libra and what is Libra Venus versus Taurus Venus, the other Venus ruled sign and why is Saturn exalted in Libra? It's just like really fun to constantly come back to those concepts from like deeper levels of integration of the sign slash. I do think I tend to attract beginners so um, let's go there. Let's talk about some of those basics. So mm -hmm. um, Libra as cardinal air, as in it's the sign that sort of initiates the air realm. We can think of the air realm as the social realm, the realm of ideology, conceptualization, ideas. Um, anyone want to add anything to air oh, or cardinal I mean, air? I mean, Libras are masters at connecting people. I mean, that's like our whole job. When I think of Libra as cardinal air, I think about like the social element of Libra and how often like even as a child I remember like my parents used to always talk about how I was a 
I'm like a pretty introverted person naturally and they would always say like oh she's such a social butterfly she come off into a room and like and connect with all different kinds of people and I think that thinking about like the cardinal air and the initiation of communication and the the initiation of information and connection all of those things are incredibly important to like the job of Libra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely I, one question that I've been really having fun playing with, and this is, I don't remember, I think this came as a result of um, part of what was coming through for me when I was doing my cancer trip, because I kept, and I think, I think I say this explicitly on the cancer episode, but I kept having this existential fucking crisis during the cancer trip, which is like, so cancer, where (laughs) I kept going, because cancer is the last sign that introduces an element, right? Aries, fire, Taurus, earth, Gemini, air, cancer, water. And then we start over at Leo. And so I kept having this feeling when I was on my cancer trip that was like, what's the point? Why do we keep going? Like, we know everything we need to know when we get to cancer. And I kept like, it was freaking me out. Like I was having full on cancerian. I cried a lot on that trip. I always cry when I trip during cancer season. Which is, I've told this story before too, the, this whole project started because of like multiple cancer season trips I had where I just like stared at the sky and cried and like contemplated the meaning of existence. That sounds like a cancer season thing right? <laughs> I bring that up. We're not in cancer season now, but um, I bring it up to say that it really has made me think very intentionally about this n- these next four signs, Leo, Virgo, now Libra, and soon Scorpio of like, why do we need the elements again? Like what is different this second time through the elemental order? And, you know, if you, if you just think about Leo, it's like, well, Leo is awareness. Leo is the sun. Leo is this like consciousness, right? Leo is like, now I've seen it all. Now I've woken up to the matrix I live in and now I'm going to exert myself on it. Now I'm going to make a choice about how I interact in this, how I like live my life in this matrix, how I play this video game. So uh, a question I've been enjoying, like thinking about in this second round through the elements is why do we need Libra? Like what does Libra add to the air element that Gemini introduces? Gemini introduces air as mutable air. Air is mutable, right? So like, I think it was Kate said something on the Taurus episode to this regard that was like, it's been really sitting with me since that, you know, Aries cardinal fire, fire is the most cardinal of the elements, Taurus, fixed earth, earth is the most fixed of the elements. Gemini, mutable air, air is the most mutable of the elements. So there's something like quintessentially airy about Gemini. And then Libra as cardinal air, it's like a little, there's something about it that's less just like pure natural air. So what is it that's Lib- that Libra is bringing to the air element to add to the quintessential air, which is Gemini and the way that I've been able to phrase it for myself is just like well when when we get past when we get to Leo and beyond now there's this like conscious awareness of versus just the existence of so Gemini is like the existence of air the 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 existence of intellect and thinking and observation and perception and now Libra is the way I wrote it down was awareness of awareness like Mm -hmm. and then it's with the cardinality it's like now there's this orientation towards doing something considering Mm -hmm. that we have awareness and the whole Mm -hmm. like social butterfly thing you know that Jeanette mentions like 
if you think about why are Libras like that, I always think about cardinality as, or lately, this is how I've been thinking about cardinality is these are the signs, a lot words that people use a lot for cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn is like initiatory, right? But lately, I've really been thinking about it as like, these are the signs that feel that they are responsible for their realm. They are mm. like wanting to direct and take initiative and have agency within their realm. So Libra is like, there is relationality, there is awareness. Therefore, I am going to use my awareness to do something. So the Libras are the people who are like exerting this consciousness, which shows up in Leo for the first time, like exerting this like conscious will to create what is, I don't know, I don't have all the right words for it, but like create what is right or correct or necessary in the air realm. There is something to like the responsibility factor of it where it's like, maybe cardinal signs more than other signs feel like a personal responsibility to their thing or their realm that like other signs are kind of like they're they're in it but they're they're like oh it's not like my personal responsibility to like hold this space for you whereas like with cardinal signs they're like it's my personal responsibility to like be this person and I, I have like, to do this is like, yes, yeah, so it's duty. Like it's a feels like, you know, it's, this is my duty. This is why I'm here. I can't, um, I can't untie myself or, you know, um, untether myself from this. I, there's just no way I can. So it's my duty. I feel like, you know, cardinal signs, like you said, are known as being like the initiators. And I would say like the leaders of things, you know, so absolutely there feels like a duty because you are, conscious of this you know and you know you have to do something with it you Mm -hmm. you have to utilize it it's not just like I feel like yeah there's and then the relationality you know of our sign in general is just like then there's also I think that level of like personal responsibility to other people and not just like a duty that's you know given to you by the universe or you know just your role in whatever this is. Um, It's also this like responsibility to others that is, feels a lot stronger than, you know, I think Gemini air, you know, if there's, Mm -hmm. I don't think there is this level of like, or the same level of like caring about your um, impact, Mm -hmm. you know? So if there's a weird transition here, it's because we just took a break, but um that to me like really reorients me to this Aries Libra polarity because the kind of like cheesy quippy line that keeps popping up in my head lately about that concept and this polarity is you can't harmonize with an unclear melody so Mm. Libra is is this desire to find balance and harmony but balance and harmony requires duality right like libra is a sign very oriented in duality and in order for one part in order for the pendulum to swing the same amount the other way as it swings one way which is another way i've been really visualizing libra this season is it's this like never-ending pendulum swing this never-ending back and forth i've been thinking about like newton's law newton's third law of motion i think is that what it's called too that's like every opposite 
Every opposite action has mm. a equal a, and a, opposite. opposite reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, I know thank what you're you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this is where like Aries and Libra go hand in hand or where like one cannot exist without the other. Um, to me, it's like we can't create real harmony and real balance and we can't arrive to real integrity and relationality, which is what Libra is after if we aren't acknowledging from a very honest and rooted place, the truth are each of our own individual and and rooted and subjective truths, which is a big part of, I would say all the fire signs, but very especially Aries. So I, when I teach the Libra Aries polarity, a lot of times the language I use is this is the axis of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Aries Mm -hmm. is the sign that it says I am responsible to myself. I will stand up for what is right for me. I will take care of myself and I understand that no one else can or should take care of me better than I can. Self-sufficiency shows up, right? And then Libra takes personal responsibility for how I show up in the world and how that impacts the other. Libra is the part that goes the part that knows the second part of that Newton's law. Aries is the first action and Libra is the energy that goes, okay, well that hasn't, that makes impact. And so now I got to swing the other way. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like thinking about the, the laws of karma and like the, in, in the most traditional sense, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like people talk a lot about karma especially like nowadays, I feel like more people are talking, but it's like, if you think about it in the traditional sense of like the Hindu and the Buddhist sense of like what karma is, it's like the accruement of your actions over time. Like Mm -hmm. you as a being, you showing up in the world, you are creating a certain kind of space and creating a certain kind of reality by continuing to show up and be a certain kind of person, which Mm -hmm. is the Aries part of it. And also thinking about like why Libra has like the fallen sun is that Aries is in a is in a exalted place because it only has to think about its own perspective, mm-hmm. you know, in the purest form of the archetype. It's like the reason why it does so well in Aries is because like the ego has free reign of to do whatever it needs in order to be able to serve itself, whereas like you know, having the sun in Libra in a fallen position, it's like to have sun in in Libra means that your ego, either through choice or through circumstance, is forced into a position where you have to integrate the needs of other people into your personality. You know, and I I feel like this is how I experience. I'm sure that Katie can, can speak to that too, where it's like, I don't know, there wasn't a time where like, I hadn't always had to consider in any sort of circumstance, like how somebody else would be Mm -hmm. affected by my own actions. Absolutely. I don't think I've ever been able to make a personal decision in my, in my entire life where either I was in that place where I had to consider somebody else's reaction to something or somebody would come in and just be like, well, what about, what would somebody else think about you doing this thing? You know, Mm -hmm. what if it made somebody else sad or like, what if you didn't do the right thing and like somebody got hurt, you know, like these are all sort of considerations that are placed in the subconscious of a Libra being like, you must think about other people before yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the 
you know, which is like the difference between like Aries where it's like Aries is just responsible for itself in a way that um, can really be refreshing. Honestly, I mean, definitely for a Libra. Um, I do feel like I completely agree in the sense that I don't remember a time in my life that I wasn't aware of how I impact other people and that that should matter to me. And I think that it's shown up in a lot of different ways. And I do think, you know, I've I often like to talk about how Libras are super misunderstood and there's all these like memes that are out there and they're just so surface level and really don't understand how Libras function and, um, you know, show up in the world. So anyways, what I'm saying is that I think this awareness of how you impact other people and this feeling that it matters and you need to care about that shows up all over, you know, with all your relationships, how you, like what you choose to do, like you said, like every decision you're making almost, you're like, okay, like what is going to happen to someone else or who is going to be affected by this? And then kind of like decide which prioritize, like, you know, is it worth it if I'm going to make that sort of impact on this other person? And, you know, it it can be very minimal. Obviously Mm -hmm. we, you know, we all know Libras are like indecisive, whatever, but um, (laughs) it's also can be major. And I think, I think it's both a misunderstood. I think it come can be expressed in ways that make people misunderstand Libra and our essence. And I also think that it can come through in this way that people don't realize how much they appreciate it or how much it they actually like like that about a Libra. They like you know pick on these things of like oh they're indecisive. They're, you know, they change their personality, they're concerned about what other people think about them, all these things that people gripe about Libras. Um, I think also, though, in most of my relationships, I think that makes me a really good friend or a really good, you know, sister, a really good partner, a good, I think those are things that people actually really like about me personally, in a way that can also be to a default where I, you know, don't show up for myself or I prioritize someone over myself and put myself in, you know, my well-being uh, lower in my priorities and it can affect me, obviously, you know, or even my relationships, of course, that can affect them as well if I'm not being true to what I need. But I also think people really do appreciate that about their Libra people in their life. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I think about my experience with you specifically, Katie, and like how every time I see you, it's like, You have a spread of delicious food. You have, you know, like you create this space in this environment that's really comforting and pleasing and like make people feel welcome. Yeah. You know, and like that, that's I so appreciate that as a Libra. (laughs) I love you saying that because it it matters to me. And I think people like, let me gas you out. Libras helping Libras. (laughs) Exactly. This is why we need Libras. So you're like, I'm doing this because I love you and I care about you. And I want people to come to my place and feel welcome. I want people to feel welcome in my, in my personal energy space of they feel like they can be themselves and they're accepted and they're cared for. Um, you know, and obviously that's not all the time I can, as a Libra, I can also be like judgmental because, you know, I have this very, uh, 
this. We have high standards for ourselves yes. and other people. Right. And we believe we know what is right. You know, we're like very much that justice, like this, you need to do the right thing. There's like morals. There's, you know, how can you not do, you know, because we're so other oriented, we can judge others for not being that way. So like, obviously there, I'm, this is, I'm not these Libra things all the time. I contain, you know, multitudes. Um, but I, uh, I do think though, you know, I appreciate you saying that cause it does like as a Libra, that's something I really care about. I really, really do care about, you know, comforting others in these ways and making other people feel seen and heard, you know, I wanted to create like space for other people where it's like, they feel like they can really shine, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's really like, our job as Mm -hmm. Libra, as Libra sons, like this is our dominion. Like we are creating the space for relationships to be built and thrive, you know, cause it's, it's very vulnerable to step into relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. And we all know what it feels like to be in a relationship with a person who like abuses us and takes advantage of us in one form or another, whether that's overtly or covertly. And I feel like, you know, so much of like the, you know, I think a lot of Libras right now are suffering because so much of the programming is like the shadow Libra energy. Like I think so many people are in shadow Libra energy because like Libra energy hasn't been able to function properly for a while. Mm -hmm. Like all of our relationships are ending you know, all of this beautiful space that we worked so hard to cultivate, like the peace and harmony that just exists between people, like, you know, things that we as a society had kind of agreed upon are like, you know, all of those things are coming into question, all of those things are coming up for review. And it's a necessary review, but it's one where it's like the chaos of the change. I think it might have to do with Uranus also being in a Venus ruled sign right now. I think that Libras are feeling that too, you know, and we just went through like, you know, seven years of uh, Uranus being in Aries, which I know I personally experienced as like huge upheavals in relationships and like, I don't know, like not being able to have the time and space to like really feel like you, you know that the the energy and the time and the and the uh, the dedication and the devotion that you have to your relationships and the kind of energy that you bring to that like not being able to like have that be seen and appreciated can really feel like a personal assault to mm-hmm. a libra when it is like something that you devote i cuz i've been thinking a lot about like the con- like the concept of devotion what does it mean to have devotion mm-hmm. to the the people that you love in a way that goes beyond just like needing them to be the person that you need them to be but it's like to be so devoted to your life and to the things that you love that you would dedicate your entire life to their their care and their well-being you want to be able to build boundaries and structures where like that kind of love can exist between people. And it's so hard because it's like, I think everybody's in this space of like, you know, everyone is our enemy. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody is safe. And like, mm-hmm. this you, in is order where to- just hmm? that statement itself is such a clear manifestation of Aries and Libra being a mirror to one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone mm -hmm. is our enemy, right? Because Aries is this very naturally defensive energy because mm -hmm. Aries is prioritizing the self. And so literally anything can be experienced as an opponent mm -hmm. when, when you're in Aries energy. But just like you said, Jeanette, that shadow Libra energy that's so present right now is it, it actually manifests in basically the exact same way where it's this like constant hunt for, well, we need to correct this. Well, we need to correct this. And it just literally becomes the mirror to that Aries sort of defensiveness and rage. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but think too, like I know we talked about this, this Libra season was particularly challenging probably because of some of the more seasonal transits like the Mercury retrograde there, the Mars debilitated there. But also think about how these more seasonal transits are configured to the background shit that you kind of were talking about, Jeanette, as like the, the programming in the background. We've got two of the planets that have the most to do with like karmic soul level healing and square relationship to Libra right now. Pluto's in the last degrees of Capricorn and Chiron is in first deck in Aries. And so everything moving through Libra is squaring Pluto and Capricorn, which is like currently mirroring societal collapse and all of us like really just looking at the soul of our institutions and our society, which is built on Capricorn is built from Libra's awareness, right, of relational yes. harmony. And then underneath the Libra prioritization is this Chiron transit moving through Aries, which is like one way I've been summing it up is like making us all face the the abandonment wound and the, the wound of separation mm -hmm. and, and like aloneness that is mm -hmm. innate to the human experience. And so like, I don't know if Libra seasons for a little bit are going to, I don't know. If, I think it's going to be a while before we get back into right relationship with the, like pure Libra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause we're just mm -hmm. working through so much shit right now that like requires us to, renegotiate is the word that keeps coming to mind for me like what even is harmony what even is balance yes I feel like I don't know like from my own personal experience I know that just the last several years have been really difficult for me in terms of building relationships that I find personally fulfilling and meaningful and I think that you know that that especially when Saturn was also in in Capricorn, that was really, really difficult for me where it was like, I, I think I kind of came to terms with the fact of like how much I was putting in to my relationships to like make those situations or those like taking too much responsibility and like holding too much space and not giving myself enough in return. You know, the loneliness that I feel kind of comes from a space of like, well, nobody is thinking about this as much as I am. And that causes me a lot of personal suffering. So I have a thought on this that initially came to me when I was working with a cancer querent that I feel like might be useful when coming to these questions of like, I'm just going to paraphrase the question you just asked, Jeanette, of like, what about when the the equilibrium's not there. What what about when reciprocity is not there? Because that's what Libra is mm -hmm. ultimately really seeking, right? Is equilibrium and reciprocity. Yeah. And maybe this is like, you know, here's the, the answer to that question as someone who is pure cardinality, right? Cardinal fire. Like one thing that I've been 
that I reminded that cancer client and that perhaps will be useful in in considering that question, Jeanette, is like Libra is cardinal and cancer is cardinal and they're about agency, right? And so I think maybe a helpful reframe specific to Libra here could be like you did personally choose to give, right? Yeah. Like you do have like you are naturally oriented and wired towards giving in this way relationally. This is not always the case, but ask yourself the question, was this demanded of me? Was this required of me? Or did I choose to, to offer this care? Did I initiate, Cardinal, did I initiate this this offering of harmony and this offering of, of relationality. And that to me, that's where, again, the Aries Libra mirror shows up. And uh, I wanted to talk about like specifically in, in my relationship with both of you and you would love to hear you reflect back what it's like to be in relationship. Cause I'm like very, very, very close with both of you to be in, in such close relationship with someone who literally no matter how hard I, how hard I try to be reciprocal I can't like, it's just not in my nature to be able to be, I, I shouldn't say reciprocal because I think there's reciprocity, but to be able to give back to you exactly what you give to me, not possible. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to get into that a bit, but something that was crossing my mind maybe to kind of introduce that conversation is this is probably really obvious and I'm sure a lot of astrologers have thought of this already, but I don't know that I've ever like come, come upon this in my mind so concretely before, but Libra introduces the opposition. You can't have yeah. the opposition aspect until Libra shows up. So I think in some ways I, I often find myself wondering, does everybody feel this much of a mirror with their opposite sign? And I think to some extent the answer is yes, but I wonder if there's something specific to the Aries Libra polarity that feels mm -hmm. especially fucking mirror-y because mm -hmm. it is the introduction of the opposition. And mm -hmm. I know like one thing that's felt really true for me in my relationships with both of you is that even though I'm rooted on this Aries end of personal responsibility to self and y'all are rooted on this Libra end of personal responsibility to other, it never ceases to amaze me how much we all on, are on like the same solar journey actually. And it has to mm -hmm. do with that pendulum swing because it's like inherent with carrying this Aries energy almost immediately <laughs> After existing in this way comes the feedback and the information that you don't exist in this Libra way. And now I'm aware of it. And so now there's this constant compensation for it. So it's this constant pendulum swing back and forth from like tend to self. Oh, you are really good at tending to self. So you need to overcompensate tend to other. And I, I imagine and, and through discussion I've had with both of you, you're on a very similar pendulum swing living mm -hmm. on that Libra side where you're like, wait, I give, 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 wait, I'm so oriented to other, I need to take back some of my energy and back, like, I need to prioritize myself more. I need mm -hmm. to have those boundaries. So it's like, which comes, it's almost like chicken or the egg, like which one comes first is Aries for me, Libra for you, but then it's this constant back and forth between these two considerations. And that's something I like regularly am seeing reflected back to me from you two 
that I just like feel so deeply in my own personal experience is this back and forth, back and forth, tend to self, tend to other, do what's mm-hmm. right for you, pay attention to how that will impact other people. Mm-hmm. Like this ceaseless, just pendulum swing. Absolutely. And I feel like, especially as I've gotten older and I've gotten more in tune with myself and my needs and just also better self-awareness of like how I truly am showing up in the world rather than like how I see myself. You know what I mean? Like as you get older, you're like way more self-aware. I think I've been doing this pendulum swing more often and um, just of being more aware of like how much I give out and how I used to give out and how it would make me, we've talked about this a lot, Kelsey, there's like a lot of, I can feel a lot of resentment, you know, and that's something I like noticed from earlier in my life that felt like more present and like more, um, I wasn't as aware of and like how connected to like what I was doing. And that was just giving when I didn't have anything to give or when I felt like it wasn't being reciprocated or all these things and then continuing to do it without saying anything, without putting any boundaries up. And so I do think there's been this pendulum swing is just happening more and more often for me of the seasons of my life of being like, okay, like back to me or okay, enough of that back to other. And it does seem interesting because I feel like as there are many things that are opposite of each other, I do think we both are, like you said, we're always, we seem to always be on the same, like, part of our solar journey of just kind of these learning these things over and over again. And we're able to really be a mirror for each other in this way that we're, we are both open to, you know, and it's not like, it's like, okay, this is like helpful, because I am trying to constantly swing. So having someone who can be a mirror for me, and also maybe like, be that harder part for me, uh, uh, can help me continue to embody that, you know, and I think that's like been a very, like uh, Jeanette said earlier, it's refreshing to be close with an Aries, because you're seeing that in them. And I admire it in you. And I learned that from you. And we can talk about it in this way that I feel like stuff I already know, but it's stuff I tend to have a really hard time looking at or actually integrating. So I think, I mean, it's, I love it. I love the, and also like as a true Libra, I'm like, I love the like back and forth of any sort of dialogue. I love diving in and I want to see all sides. So it's, I think I, in that sense, I also get a lot of joy from it. Well, I think there's like a sexy dynamic to just being able to interact with somebody who knows what they want. Part of what I'm thinking about, too, and thinking about the relationship from Aries to Libra, this is something that I needed to have enough information from from relationships in my life up to this point to understand that this was the dynamic. This is part of the dynamic of being in relationship with me is there's this kind of natural uncompromising nature to Aries, right? And a natural compromising nature to Libra. Mm -hmm. So at this point in my life, I'm basically what I what I am aware of now from looking over time at who I'm in relationship with and who I'm able to be in healthy, reciprocal, authentic, honest relationship with is like I am no longer in relationship with people who do, who have expectations of me that are outside of what I feel comfortable doing. And so I imagine I would I would presume that both of you have gone through some 
it's like gone through this kind of journey in relationship to me to some extent. I think most people in relationship with me have where there's a point at which you just need to reckon with Kelsey's going to do what Kelsey's going to do. Oh yeah. Kelsey's not going to compromise and Kelsey's not going to bend. And I, I wonder if part of the medicinal relationship between Aries Libra is one, you all have a capacity to offer me that, which is a requirement that I have in relationship is I need freedom and autonomy. And two, what you get, your reciprocity of that, what you get to receive from that is proof that it's okay to not compromise Uh sometimes and that relationality can still exist in a healthy way without the inherent requirement of that compromise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I do think it has taught me a lot about uh, like going off that note is that idea of actually with a healthy relationship, there is a level of like, I don't need to compromise always, you know, and I've realized which relationships or either need tweaking or, you know, maybe need distancing, whatever it is, um, because I have fully compromised myself, you know, and like, you don't, just because you aren't like you're uncompromising doesn't mean that you require that I'm compromising. I I said that a lot, but you know what I mean? Like where it's like this thing where you understand that, like, I don't have to do that. And and I'm not saying most people don't, I'm just saying there's just this like inherent understanding because that's how you exist. And this relationship has taught me that that's okay and that's actually like can build a really healthy relationship and is probably imprinted on other relationships especially when I'm starting to be aware more self-aware of like all that compromising what it does to me personally and these relationships it's I mean I've learned that it's not fair to them you know it's not Mm -hmm. fair to be constantly compromising um myself or what I need for them because then it does build resentment or if it doesn't do that, it still makes this relationship, not this dynamic unhealthy, you know, mm-hmm. and this person, I mean, to an extent has a control over like how much they're asking me to compromise, but it's also like you have to, you know, advocate for yourself and you have to put those boundaries up and you have to be honest with people about what you can and can't do, which Jeanette had, you know, spoke about earlier. I feel like that's one of the things that like, I feel like I really got to experience and benefit from our relationship. I feel like part of the reason why like Aries and Libra do really benefit from one another is I think Libras really do benefit from having that conflict. You know, what do you do when things just don't go your way? You know, like it's like you need you, the, you need the first motion in order to have the opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how like so the next thing I want to hear from you on um, and I'll say it now and then speak to it a little bit myself is like, what's the thing that Libra knows? What or, or another way to phrase it is like, what what is truth as Libra sees it? But I'm thinking right now about like how Aries knows me first. That's the thing that Aries knows. I think Aries inherently knows that and that it that's not an inherent problem. That's what I think as an Aries. However, I think once Aries gets to take a trip or two or 30 around the whole zodiac, then Aries learns that not everybody is moving through the world in that way. That's something that I didn't know very concretely until I learned astrology. 
and until I learned what it meant to have the privilege of an exalted son in Aries. And that's a very Libra lesson, right? Like mm-hmm. understanding who I am and how I move through the world in relation to other. And so now that I've taken this trip around the Zodiac, I'm able to move through the world in this more like conscious and aware Aries way that I think there were some parts of the journey where I was being very compromising in an overcompensatory way, which I think is a big part of what I'm healing right now and letting go of is that conditioning of like a lifetime of kind of being told that I am too much, right? That I do take up too much space, that I'm selfish. But I think like where I am now with it is it doesn't benefit anyone when I don't put myself first. However, now that I have the awareness that I've learned largely through Libra, but also through being like integrating the wisdom of the other signs and the other perspectives. Now I understand that part of my work in the world and part of my role in relationships is to offer the medicine of Aries, which is that, yeah, okay, I happen to be born when the sun was filtering consciousness through this sign that knows me first, but that is everyone's birthright. When you're born Mm -hmm. into the world as a human, when you come out of the primordial soup of Pisces, where we're all one, and you incarnate into the world as a human, it is your birthright to pay attention to your singular, isolated, separate experience and to honor that and to prioritize that. And Aries is the foundation. So no sign can exist without that awareness of self Mm -hmm. and separation below it. Yeah. So what do you all think is like the truth as Libra sees it? What's the thing we need to get from this portion of our zodiacal journey? You know, I've always been really interested in underworld and death journeys. It's been like a big thing. And it's actually a really big part of the myth of Venus. But my first thought um, when you say that is like the goddess Mat, who is in the Egyptian underworld myth of like the Egyptian book of the dead, there's the judgment of the soul, the weighing of the heart versus the feather. And like, you know, the whole concept of truth and justice and balance in life, how when you die, it's like your soul can go on to immortality if your heart is as light as a feather. And like, you know, I I feel like it's like the truth kind of, for me, goes into like the space of like, the subjectivity of the weight of one's heart. Are you living in alignment and authenticity with what you came here to do? Because like, you don't have control over the actions of other people. You don't have control over society's actions on its on others. And you don't have control over a lot of stuff. But it's like, you do have control and agency over you coming to this earth and choosing to do a certain kind of job or choosing to live a certain kind of life. And like, did you do that thing? Or did you not do that thing? It's not necessarily about right or wrong. It's about doing the thing that is in alignment with your own spirit. Yeah, you know, so what I was going to say before, you know, I I have some of Jeanette's like wisdom kind of pulling me in another way as well. But I was just going to say that I think Libra, one of the kind of like boiled down truths of it is like how you show up matters. and. Um, I don't even know if there's like this, I don't, like, I, it's like almost this karmic belief of like, it does matter how you show up and what you're, how you're impacting others. And I think like, 
integrity. You've, you've talked about integrity a lot when you talk about Libras. And I think that is one of the inherent truths for sure is that we're just, we're here to kind of teach everyone. Like it does, it does matter what kind of person you are a good person. And I, I do think that what Jeanette was saying is like, obviously truth is subjective and like, it's all relative to like where, you know, wherever someone's oriented and so many things, it's so complex, but there is this like level of like morality that I think is Libra energy of like, okay, yes, there is gray space. There's so much gray space, of course, but there is a truth of like bringing something good to this world. You know, there is, there's an inherent thread of morality that like, I do think people can stray away from in that it's not always just subjective. Like it's, it's almost always subjective, but like, there's just a level of, I don't know. I can't really say what I'm trying to say, but it matters how you show up. It matters. I wonder if it's like within the subjectivity, there is the, there is the potential for equilibrium within each of our own subjectivity. That's kind of how it's coming through to Mm -hmm. me. You can't erase Mm -hmm. the subjective, but within the context of the subjective, there is this process of equilibrium that, and and I think it's Libra's orientation that offers us an awareness of the possibility of equilibrium, the possibility of arriving to a balanced state, to a, a state that has cleared the karma, has healed from the harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to add to that, like, you know, societal standards versus personal desire. Because I feel like that's also a big thing with the big inner conflict of Libra, the conflict of why it's difficult for a lot of Libra people to find inner truth is because sometimes it's like personal desire and societal expectation are two things that do not live in harmony with one another. Like thinking about, you know, relationships and like how difficult it is when you live in a society that really values heteronormative relationship dynamics as like a queer person and thinking about how in that way the truth is actually showing up as your authentic self in spite of what society may think Mm -hmm. that's really about like Mm -hmm. being an integrity and centering yourself in that that's like I think sorry I was just gonna say I think that's kind of what I was trying to say is like the and this idea of like following your heart and like knowing what's right, you know, and knowing and sometimes and some, you know, showing up authentically as yourself and like doing what's good for you is right often. Like, you know, I mean, and obviously showing up authentically is like always right. But like a lot of times that looks like doing what's right for yourself um, in whatever decision you're making and prioritizing yourself. But I think though there is obviously sometimes desires or like, personal benefit isn't always like I think there I don't think it's always right like I think sometimes it's the wrong thing to do and I know it's like right and wrong are so like the wrong words <laughs> for yeah, it but like it's very it, subjective there's just you know, like, too many levels and layers to be able to actually pinpoint you know at any given point but I think 
what Jeanette, I think what you really were speaking to just now and what Katie, you've been speaking to as well is the integration. Like I'm not necessarily hearing purely Libra come out. I'm hearing, I'm very clearly hearing you both speak to the integration of Aries and Libra. And that's mm -hmm. lighting some stuff up for me because that hasn't happened yet on this series. I haven't heard the person respond to that question in a way that so clearly to me speaks to the integration point between the two signs. And mm. it's, what it's lighting up for me is that I think that integration can only exist with Libra because Libra it only exists within the context of opposition and integration in my astrological opinion is the point of opposition. The point of mm -hmm. opposition is to integrate. So I just think it's really beautiful that like we're landing in this place for what what's the point of Libra? It's to integrate, you know, and Aries mm -hmm. is Mars ruled. Aries like Aries is also harm. It's also mm -hmm. that imprint. And so Libra responds to it and answers it. And uh, you can't have the concept of integration without both Aries and Libra. And I also I just want to like share a way that I think about this sometimes that that I think you both are really speaking to earlier. I said, like, you can't harmonize with an unclear melody or a muddy melody. One thing that's I'm reading this book right now called The End of Everything Astrophysically Speaking. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning about a little bit about like basic astrophysics. And one thing I can't remember exactly what it was that I was reading today, but I was reading something today that made me think nature is neutral. There's a natural equilibrium that exists in nature, despite the fact that death is also a part of nature, despite the fact that destruction is also a part of nature. Ultimately, nature equalizes, right? Ultimately, there is balance. There is equanimity. And when I think about the integration of Aries Libra, what I'm thinking about is we are each like a cell in the human body that is collective consciousness or the, at least that is the consciousness of humanity. And if we want to come to this state of equilibrium as the human, in, like the, the collective human incarnation of consciousness at this time in this space, we have to let ourselves be who we are. We have to represent the cell, the specific cell of that organism mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we are. And that's when we get to experience what Libra's after. It does require the opposite end of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I like you had said um, response. And I think that's like a great word for Libra is it is like the response um, to whatever it is on the other side. You know, mm -hmm. I do think that a lesson that Libra provides is like consideration, consideration of definitely of others, but also just like consideration. You know, we've talked a lot about just like contemplating things. And I think that would be a word I would use to say that this is kind of the medicine or the lesson of a Libra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One kind of new, new nuance to Libra that's shown up for me this season is this idea that air is just the realm of ideation. And mm -hmm. so when you say the word consideration, that's what made me think about it. Like Libra isn't necessarily the requirement that balance be found immediately. Libra is the idea of mm -hmm. balance. <laughs> yeah. Libra is the knowledge yes. of balance. And I kind of hear that sentiment show up in the way you both have processed both on this call and otherwise this idea of of boundaries like just because you know 
what would create harmony. That's your job as a Libra is to know it and to consider mm -hmm. it, not necessarily to do it. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself in the zodiacal journey, but I'm thinking about Scorpio is coming after Libra and Scorpio is where transmutation happens. Like Libra is a pendulum swing. And eventually you want to escape that pendulum swing, right? And that's where Scorpio comes in. It transmutes mm -hmm. into what's next. But I don't know. I just think that's maybe something to consider with Libra is that it is cardinal. So there is like action. There is like a doing. But mm -hmm. I think the action and the doing, it's in the air realm. It's not mm -hmm. a tangible thing. It's Absolutely. the awareness, the idea of, of um, balance and of harmony, the mm -hmm. consideration literally. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like part of the cardinal air aspect of it is like having an opinion. Like part of the, <laughs> part of the Aries Libra sort of dynamic. It's and this is building off of Virgo, right? Taking from the sign before it's like Virgo is taking in all the facts and information and like creating a, like an organized structure for all of this information that you take in about life. And then like Libra's here being like, okay, I've reviewed all of your notes and I have an opinion. <laughs> like I've, I have reviewed all of the notes that you've given me and I have an opinion and I will give you feedback on the thing that you just gave me. That's such a, I love that you connected mm -hmm. it to Virgo because I was having mm -hmm. a hard time thinking about getting from Virgo to Libra. Although I do have a note on the digestive process on that circle back to that in a second. But I think what you just said, Jeanette is also a really beautiful articulation of what Libra builds on to Gemini because Gemini just, is all the ideas and mm -hmm. then then Libra goes okay and now I've considered the ideas now I have a <laughs> conscious awareness of all of the ideas mm -hmm. it's air yeah. level two before we get to Aquarius which just fucking knows everything mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah where they're just they're just they're just out in space they're, no, they're they just know like, that they can't be bothered yeah <laughs> Okay, so I'm particularly interested in if either of you have something to say, but specifically Katie, because of the nutrition stuff, like one thing that helped me understand, at least metaphorically, the transition from Virgo to Libra is Virgo rules the intestines. Virgo is this process of taking the whole thing that you ate and then breaking it down into parts so that it can be digested. And Libra is the butt side point. <laughs> but all, but also the kidneys and the endocrine system. And I don't know much about biology, but like I looked a little bit into it to understand it better. It's interesting to consider how the endocrine system works in relation to or in response to digestion. So once it's been digested, the body starts this process of it's called cell signaling, I think, which is the balancing of hormones. So once the food has come in the body, that's the action, right? Then Libra's part of the body, the endocrine system, comes in to respond to it and to balance the hormones in response to what has been ingested and what has now been digested. That metaphor really helped me understand moving from Virgo to Libra, moving from the digestion process to the hormone, the balancing of hormones process. And if you consider the kidneys, they're like filtering waste product, basically. It's like a filter. So that's like another interesting thing to consider 
it is kind of going through it all and being like, okay, here's my opinion. Here has is what I've the conclusion I've come to based on what Virgo put together for me. That was great notes, buddy. Thank you. I now know. <laughs> um, Libra's like the kidneys with a clipboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cut this part for sure. You know, yeah, um, it's like the body curator of like this. this well, yeah. I well that that goes back to like, the curator. Yeah, yeah, it's like. It's it's like a museum curator for the body and the soul being like, okay, buddy, I got your notes. I got all the experiences from all mm. these other things. And then it's like the endocrine system, the kidney system, and the, your, your – And the butt. Like, and the butt. <laughs> and the butt. Like, all, you know, your pooping habits really actually do give you a lot of feedback about how the health of your over – like your hormones, your kidneys, and your butt are all giving you really good feedback about like how you're doing. Like when you fart. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So last like formal Libra question here. It's actually a very fucking Aries question, but applied to Libra is what should people just let Libra sons or Libra placements more generally do? How can we support Libra to be exactly who they are and show up exactly as they are so that we can find this societal collective harmony. Damn, just let us do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> that's the area <laughs> that's the Aries answer. <laughs> no, that's not do you give the Libra okay. what we want. The Libra's like, a mirror. Us, so fair. Yeah, like we we just let us do whatever the fuck we want. Like when you <laughs> hold so much space for other people, like sometimes it's like the medicine is the is the mirror of like we don't want to have to be the one always giving everyone feedback and not being able to just have the agency to be the one that's like the star of the show like I I feel like oftentimes I'm always placed in this position of being the witness being the guide being the you know sort of like objective observer or the therapist or like you know, the person who's holding space for somebody else. And, you know, sometimes I am a person who suffers. I'm a person who feels like shit. And sometimes I do want stuff. And I want to live an experience and live a life. And, like, I don't know, the way that you can support your Libra is encouraging them to do whatever the fuck they want. Because mm-hmm. I think that is actually, like, a huge barrier for a lot of Libra sons, especially it's just like, you know, we're so focused on other people that it's just like, we do kind of need somebody there mm-hmm. being like, well, what do you want? You know, yeah. and Absolutely. forcing us to be decisive about in situations that it's not really easy for us to do that. Cause it's easier to defer to what somebody else wants if somebody else is being decisive. But mm-hmm. if somebody is going into that situation being like, well, what do you just want? to do i'm hearing like let them put themselves first sometimes let them be selfish sometimes but it's almost Mm -hmm. like less about letting and more about like enabling like do what you can to enable and also (laughs) i'm I'm wondering if because you are so naturally other oriented which this is projector stuff too right but i wonder if part of that is let like leave libra alone sometimes Mm -hmm. because as soon as there's another person around there's this now I know this with Budway too right very similar with cancer like he said to me the moment you walk in the room space opens up for you 
And like, mm-hmm. I'm not asking for that. I'm fucking big dick energy, Aries energy, just walking, <laughs> you know, walking around doing what I need. No, no space naturally opens up for mm-hmm. you when I walk mm-hmm. in the room. But like, I think it's very similar with Libra where it's like, you're supposed to be relational. You naturally are relational. And so you need to be alone sometimes so that you can. Yes. And that's a Libra thing too. Mm-hmm. So that you can yeah, counterbalance is. all of yes. the other shit that you're all of the giving and the awareness and the consideration that you're naturally offering when you're in the presence of another. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, both of those are very much what I need and I need like, not even just like you said, not even just permission. It's like, creating that space for me to do what I want or do what I need. And also, yes, be alone, like leave me alone sometimes. And I mean, like, I don't mean that because now I'm like, oh, Libra self, like, don't leave me alone. Like, I want to hear from you and like, tell me you love me still. And, you know, those things. Um, But also, yeah, like, I think there's this natural tendency for me to feel so much guilt when I do take time to myself and do what I want or be alone that, any encouragement like with that is so helpful or any like, you know, or even just like the lack of even not like people guilt me, but just the lack of commenting on it or like pushing yourself into my space. If I like, I haven't, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to say it, but like, you know, just like giving me that space to do that and encouraging it and being like very giving me positive feedback about it, I guess, is the other thing is like, you know, tell me like, that's okay. And I'm so glad you did that. Or like, or don't even comment on it and don't make it, let me just do that. Let me take my time to have space and like ground because I've taken on all your energy. And then like, also maybe give me the space to then get what I need. So if someone, you know, talk to me about what I need and Mm -hmm try to give that to me and understand that it's going to be really hard for me to like ask for it Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. so that like it may be feel annoying but like being able to like check yourself to be like can I check in with them about what they need and be able to actually give it to them as well what I'm hearing like what I was summarizing in my head hearing you say that Katie is like ask Libra what they need so that they are forced to they need the question to respond to it right Mm -hmm. which is so projectory too like as a projector you need to be invited so being invited to do you need alone time right now Mm -hmm. like what Mm -hmm. do you and let me invite you to consider your own needs for Mm -hmm. a moment yes And I'm also hearing, Katie, I also heard in your sort of like the way you recoiled after you said, leave me alone. (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm also hearing like a firm for your Libra people that when they're taking while they're taking their alone time, you are still there. You are still in relation to them. You still love them. Like give them like not only permission, but also like confirmation that the relationality doesn't disappear when the time is is being taken to self. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely need that, too. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree with that. I need, I need to know my relationships are all still, like, they're so important to me that I still need the affirmation of, like, it's still there. Obviously, I know it's still there, but that um, it hasn't changed anything. Because I do go through my seasons of life where I am more, like, introverted, and I do really need to, like, go more, go more inside and spend more time with just me. And then I have massive guilt about like not showing up for other people and when they need me and maybe like disappointing them. And so I think the affirmation of like 
that's okay. I still love you and we're still good. And I still think of you as someone I can rely on because that's important to me as well. You know, I wonder if that's another component to the, the Aries Libra friendship compatibility, despite the hard aspect of the opposition is like I was saying earlier, like I can't help but be uncompromising and I need a lot of space. This is manifestor stuff too, as I know all three of us have been learning, like I need to take space and I will even with the people I am deeply close with on like deep fucking soul levels, I will go months without reaching out. And so I wonder if like part of the Aries Libra mirror that that's that helps um, Libra in this case is like seeing that your Aries friend will run the fuck away for a while, but they'll come back or at least, you mm-hmm. know, at least in the case of me, like I'm back, like, sorry, I haven't reached out in fucking forever, but I love you as deeply and as fully as I ever have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like maybe having that dynamic built into the friendship then, you know, so it's already mm-hmm. there for me too. Like since you do that and you've given yourself mm-hmm. permission to do that, I assume there's permission for that as well. So then I'm able to more comfortably do that and be like, I don't need to like respond to their text right now. Or it's okay that I haven't called them in a while or it's okay. Last time we talked or last two times we talked, we talked about me like, okay, you know, like that's already built into our dynamic since you already take that for yourself. I'm like, okay, cool. That's our, that's That's our mode. (laughs) So beautiful. And I want to point out too, like specifically in, in our relationship, Katie, that stuff doesn't just happen. We talk about it. We name that. true. We -hmm. constantly name that shit. And I think that is, I can feel how that's supportive for you specifically through this context, but that is a deeply healing process for me. Somebody who's in constant fear of taking up too much space. Someone who's been told that I'm selfish for so much of my life, you know, like to be able to speak so like bluntly with you and to like just name outright this is what we do right like under we we've named so many times in our relationship like at the end of calls we've named so Mm -hmm. many times that like equity and equality are not actually the same thing and reciprocity doesn't mean we talk about ourselves the same amount of time on a phone call it means where's everyone today what do we need today? You know, and mm-hmm. like, it's like, I, and I recall also, I think this is super true. I wouldn't say that Jeanette, you and I explicitly named this as much as Katie and I do. I, Katie, I think we are just like, we just, every phone call ends with that conversation. Yeah. I like, <laughs> it pretty but, much does. Yes. But something <laughs> that I think is, is really true in my relationships with both of you separately is that like, it doesn't matter which one is on the receiving end. There's like soul level energy shift both times. There's like depth, mm-hmm. there's depth reached every time. Like the question of fairness doesn't even come up anymore. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm in my conversations with you all because they're whether it's been named outright or whether it it just is a very like felt thing Mm -hmm. like there's just an inherent understanding of the reciprocity that's there and and the the differentiation and we don't name it as literally Jeanette but you and I often do name the benefit of having that opposite energy around and all that we get Mm -hmm. to constantly learn from that and integrate from that so Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with it, where it's just like, understanding that, you know, we all show up for each other in ways that are really meaningful and different, you know, like Mm -hmm. the way that I show up in relationships is different than the way that Katie shows up in relationships. And our experiences are different. 
you know, Kelsey's experiences are different than, than mine and from, and they're different from Katie's, but it's like being able to have the respect for the other person to like, listen to them and know that even if they don't respond in the same kind of way that you would respond yourself, it doesn't mean that they aren't hearing you. And it doesn't mean that they don't respect you and they don't respect your opinion. And Mm -hmm. that's why like showing up in a way that's really authentic in a way that's really honest. And with that integrity is really important because it's like, you know, you're never going to learn how to heal patterns in relationships and dynamics and situations that are really kind of toxic and self-perpetuating if one or both people don't show up and be like, this is how I really feel. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that Aries and Libra are both quite good at actually. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was going to say that communication and being like in expressing yourself verbally is so big for both Libra and Aries that there ends up to be being so much communication. So we're able to like really show up for each other and like let each other kind of show up in not always our perfect form and not always our curated self or the way that other people expect you to show up. And so there's all this spaciousness within the relationship to really like be yourself and feel accepted that it's like, I just feel like that's such medicine and like also really helps me know what I need in other relationships as well with other people. You just hit exactly on what I feel like the core of our relationship is Katie. And I just want to share this too. I think I talk about this and think about this a lot in regard to the manifestor projector relationships, but I think you can tie it up in Aries Libra packaging as well. Manifestor slash Aries. We don't know how to not be how we are and who we are. And it's actually like one of my reflections from learning about my human design over the last couple of years is like, it actually hurts my body to try. Like it hurts my body to distort. It's so incorrect for me. And yet I have learned through a life of being in this energy of having this aura that I impact people. And in many cases I repel people. And so it's very challenging to reckon with that. And Libra and projectors show up in this way that is so fucking committed to seeing the other clearly that it's some of the energy that I feel safest to be around because I can be myself and I know there's a commitment to understanding me and not just like reacting Mm -hmm. to me, like, but, but trying to see who I am and trying to see the truth of who I am and projectors like, this is what this was what was in my head when I asked what do we need to just let Libra people do and this is maybe a little more surface level you interestingly enough and this is I think this is a beautiful way that Libra energy showed up in this conversation is I phrase that question is what do we let you do and you both responded as how can others support mm-hmm. you when I was thinking about it through Aries brain of what do we just let Libras do? What I was thinking about was like, just let them be relational. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I used to sometimes immediately read Libra behavior, which is very authentic for the Libra as inauthentic because I could see the inherent consideration Mm -hmm. of relationality in it. So for me, that's been something that I've had to learn to just Mm -hmm. let Libra do is let them be focused primarily on relationship let them tell you about how they relate mm-hmm. to the thing that you're experiencing because that is what mm-hmm. they're here to do. And b- because that's the inversion of me, 
it was hard for me to not read that as inauthentic for many, many Well, and I think that's like a tendency for Libra, like to be criticized for is like being like inauthentic. And I think, again, I'm like always defending Libra over here is like, no, what we're doing is adjusting to like what the energy of the room is and what you right now, the person I'm interacting with, what you need. And I can see it. I I can see it. I see it. Okay. Like, so I'm adjusting and Mm -hmm. it's actually like, because I'm considering you and not because I'm like just being fake or inauthentic. It's because I'm truly, I care about that. Like I do care about that. And I'm good at that. I'm good at being like, okay, I can see what this person needs or what this conversation or what this room needs or how I can join in a beneficial way for everyone or Mm -hmm. for maybe if it's one-on-one, how it will benefit the other person. And it's not inauthentic. It's me being like, okay, like, let me, let me do that. Like that's, you know, I'm good at it. And it, that's me actually being really authentic is me being like, okay, like this is how I show up. And I do think there's a level of like, yes, you know, it can be people pleasing and then that's not authentic and I understand that is like a shadow of Libra and things I've worked through over time but I also think something that does happen in a lot of my relationships or used to happen a lot more before I I wasn't as aware of this is that then when I don't play the role that I have been playing in this relationship or in this social circle or this dynamic I'm uh, people are upset about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not always well received. And, you know, if I'm not playing mm-hmm. that role of like social butterfly, super nice and kickstarting the conversation and accommodating your needs, and I'm doing something differently than what you expected or the role I play in your life, then it's problematic. Like, or I'll get pushback. And then as a Libra, you're kind of like, well, is this worth the fight? Like, I'd rather just like, you know, back off of it. Mm-hmm. And this comes back to what we had said earlier about what Libra gets from Aries is like the mm-hmm. permission to do that. Like I, 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 there's plenty of people in a lot of shadow Aries energy. So not saying this as like a universal thing, but um, it's like the same thing as like, okay, so what the manifester gets from the projector is the commitment to seeing me clearly and not just seeing my like impact and my inability to compromise, but seeing the core of like a, in my case, I like to think like a sensitive, caring person underneath all that. And if what a projector gets in the relationship is manifestors don't need you that much to be mm-hmm. TBH, mm-hmm. you know, like we momentarily for sure, but we're not going to be butthurt when you want to take your time from us. We're not going to be butthurt when you're not mm-hmm. available for advice. We actually don't want that much guidance compared to a lot of other energy types. So similar, you know, with the Libra Aries polarity is like, I think, Libra needs to be empowered to take their space and put themselves first. Projectors can get really energetically exhausted from always being in that giving Mm -hmm. council space. And both Manifestor and Aries are probably some of the energies that are least likely to like Mm -hmm. suck that. Yeah, I love I love that I can just tell an Aries to leave me alone and have it not be (laughs) not be the end of the world. Like I just love that. I love I love that because I love I love spending time by myself. I get into a really bad headspace with myself if I don't have alone time. I'm so open to energy in general that like if I don't give myself time and space to just be alone, Mm -hmm. then. I just become consumed in another person's reality. It's like I step inside of their life and I just lose all sense of like a hundred percent. Okay. Um, 
we have been talking forever and I'm going to have to cut out so much of this because um, oh. <laughs> we're, uh. like, we're at like two and a half hours. So, yeah. Um, but um, how can people find you if you want to be found? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeanette M. Gomes. You'll have to look at the spelling of my name. I'm, I'm sure Kelsey will have it. Yeah, I'll, um, put, but, I'll put everything in links in the show notes. And, you know, I, I don't have a website up yet, but I've been in works of creating a website. If you are interested in, in reading with me and having an astrology chart reading, you can DM me and reach out and get in contact with me that way. Katie? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Katie Feeds You. And I also have a website that shows kind of what I do and my services for cooking and all that. And I do have a yoga retreat coming up first weekend of December with Christina Corso, who is um, an incredible yoga instructor. It's at this beautiful house in Michigan that we had done a retreat at before. And I'll be cooking for all the meals there. So Mm. if you are... Um, interested in that you can reach out to me or I can I think I have it linked in my Instagram right now but either way yes that's where you can find me yeah and I will I will doubly say if if you want delicious vegan food look look no further than Kate (laughs) it's it's the opposite of doom scrolling I joy scroll through (laughs) recipes I was like it's so good. Everything you post is so is so delicious. Everything you've made for me is so it's like it nourishes the soul. Yeah, second endorsement. I Katie makes the best food I've ever eaten. Like that is not a overstatement at all. Katie is the best cook I know. I learned pretty much everything I know about cooking from Katie. And also Ooh. Jeanette is a great follow for highly curated hilarious Instagram story shares. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Paul. Love you too. Love you. Love you.